0: Before we get back to today's show, here's a quick word from HubSpot. Finding a service solution that helps you better connect with customers and keep them happy can feel impossible. Like trying to remember the name of that guy you just met at a networking event. Was it Ron? Could it be Don or John or Sean? Yeah, that kind of impossible. HubSpot's new service hub can help. Well, with the service solution part, at least, it brings service and success together on one powerful platform for the first time ever with an AI powered help desk and an AI chatbot that handles frontline tickets fast. Plus it comes with a customer success workspace that helps reps anticipate customer needs and a full 360 view of every customer. So your go-to-market team can keep up on the pulse of accounts before trying to upsell or cross sell. Also, you can scale support and drive retention and revenue. And you know what that means, better service and happier customers at every stage of the journey. Visit hubspot.com slash service to do more for your customers today. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Marketing Against the Grain, your favorite podcast in all things marketing, growth, entrepreneurship, awesome stuff on the internet, we're here for another fun-filled episode today. As always, I am your co-host, Kip Bodner, and I am joined by the caffeine-free machine
1: known as <laughs> Kieran Flanagan. What's going on, Kieran? How you doing? Stay caffeine-free in all of the things I do. That's why I go to Starbucks. That's my new thing I'm gonna start mentioning on the show to see if I get sponsorship. You get your Starbucks sponsored, but no caffeine, just the product. But I am doing good. I'm ready to turn my Twitter scrolling into information for all of our listeners.
0: Doesn't that make death scrolling feel a little bit better, that we get to provide some interesting conversation to to humanity? Makes me feel less hopeless.
1: Yeah, it's productive time. (laughs) All of that scrolling now, we are taking it and we are turning it into something productive.
0: Yes, and I want to kick us off with something productive, Kieran, because I saw a great thread yesterday that I want to talk to you about. Let's do it. This thread comes from the one, the only Sean Purry who is a co-host of the My First Million podcast on the HubSpot Podcast Network. Shout out to My First Million. Check out that pod if you have not. Kieran, I don't know if you've seen this yet because I think this would be one of your favorite threads of all time on Twitter. I haven't seen it then. Here's Sean's question that he asked. And the, the replies are great. It says, what is your favorite examples of an epic business strategy? Examples, Microsoft licensing DOS to IBM, five-hour energy going into small bottles so they could be near the register. And so there's some amazing responses. It's like there's a product in the U.S. called Fireball Whiskey Cinnamon Whiskey, and that was created by a manufacturer realizing he could soak excess product in cinnamon and turning it into a number one brand, which is pretty awesome. Oh, you've got the classic Uber in Portland. So when Uber entered Portland, cops tried arresting drivers. Uber found the names of every cops. And when a cop used Uber, they cloned the Uber app when they opened their phones so that the cops couldn't find the drivers, which is pretty wild.
1: What? (laughs) Yeah, that's a true story. (laughs) I thought you were going to say that they started with like gift vouchers or something. No, they created a shadow app to avoid the cops, man. Oh, wow. That's nuts. Nice growth hack.
0: AOL sending a CDs to every house in America. That's that's a pretty goat yeah. move, right? Uh, a couple yeah. other ones, uh, Cirque du Soleil modernizing the circus. Qualtrics training grad students on their product really early on. Mm. And then Facebook, starting Facebook exclusive to specific domain email addresses. So those are some really good examples of companies that really made a very strategic choice that propelled and accelerated their growth. I, I highly recommend everybody check out the thread. There's like... Dozens and dozens of more really good ones. Kieran, do you have any of these where you're like, oh man, I think a company just made a really smart decision that transformed their business. PayPal
1: giving everyone $25 to send to their- f- That is a goat one. Yeah, I think that's one of the best accelerants of a business. I think that's pretty awesome. I mean, Nike Nike signing Jordan
0: is probably the best of all time, right?
1: Nike signing Jordan, Adidas, and Yeezys. Yep. I think that was, that merge was Awesome that mm-hmm. was really 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 smart. Uh, you
0: know Kieran what's interesting is that these all these things have something in common. And the thing that these strategy decisions and growth decisions have is that these companies are trying to not be for everybody. They're trying to be for some very specific people in the best way possible. Mm. Nike signing Jordan was how they got into basketball. They were trying to get from running into basketball, right? And try to open up a whole new market and they knew that they needed to win over the basketball fan. And the way they were going to do that is by working with be- what they thought was going to be the best basketball player on the planet and the most you know interesting dynamic basketball player on the planet. And if you look at five hour energy, they like could have easily just competed head to head with Red Bull. But they said, no, 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 no. We want to have a completely different experience. We want to be for people who aren't partying and want a Red Bull. Somebody who is like struggling to get going in the morning or the afternoon and needs even their branding is like we're going to give you energy for 5 hours it's like this very like explicit like this is what we are for right. the use case and for you and i think that is something when you're thinking about your own business as somebody's listening you can frame your strategy in like how can we be both different and really focused for our customers than anybody else in our market.
1: Yeah, there's a great Twitter thread. I think it's Andy Johns. He was the president of Wealthfront and also did run growth at Twitter, an incredible person. He uh, had this really great tweet where he showed how Telsa started and how Wealthfront started and who they started for. And Wealthfront, when they started, were very specific and they wanted tech people who had a million dollars in revenue or a billion dollar net worth mm-hmm. to be able to invest. And they were engineers because they would be comfortable with automation, making their financial decisions. Yep. So it was very specific on who they were for and they crafted their messaging and things like that. And when Tesla first launched, they were really specific on wanting to get people who wanted a Porsche, they could afford a Porsche, but would have something that was far inferior to be an early adopter, right? Mm-hmm. They knew that their car was not comparable to a Porsche, but these people would spend as much money just to be an early adopter of new technology. But the thing is, do you think most brands start niche, like most Mm -hmm. brands start for someone and then as they expand, they actually, they try to become relevant to all people. And that's where the most difficult transition is for most companies is how do I go from the segment that I really dominated and to expand into a more broad based, segment to continue to grow my business. But now I actually have to change who I'm for, change my position and change Mm -hmm. how people think about me. Yeah, the broadening of a business is always hard. But what we're saying is that like,
0: you don't have an option. Like if you start broad, you will fail. Right. But if you are focused to begin with, that going broader while hard it's not as hard as you think. And you have to start focused and build a core fan base, core customer base, core community.
1: And the book I recommended on a previous episode, Positioning the Battle for Your Mind, actually a lot of what they talk about are examples of companies who dominated one product, launched another product, and then the entire business died because they failed in the new product. And because they tried so much to make that product a success, they killed a former product Mm -hmm. that they were like number one for. And so like that multi-product step for businesses Is really hard for marketers because now as a marketer, you're actually marketing to a multitude of different personas. You have to have a multitude of different messages. You actually have to like compete in different markets and you have to try to do that and not impact or lose the dominance you had in the thing that made you a success to begin with. Could could not agree more. I've got more, but I want to hear from you. What do you got? I've got a good story. So Sequoia, obviously an incredible company, they released a Large presentation for their portfolio, mm-hmm. a company trying to talk about where are we going into this kind of recession? Like, well, how should you think about this recession? And as a founder, how should you think about that and approach that? And I think there's some great things in here for all of us, inclusive of marketers. Yes. I'll call out a couple of the things that they call that. Drop it. Yeah. So, like, you know, some of these are just good for all of us, like embrace reality. It's not going to be a V shaped recovery, similar to COVID. It's going to be a longer term recovery. Capital was freed, now it's expensive. So, the best performing businesses were those that were growing fast, acquiring a lot of capital at a high burn rate. But those businesses are going to be. Uh, In trouble in the future. There's a couple here that I think we can all take aboard, especially for marketers, like adapt quickly. Love that. So you're coming into an environment where you must be very adaptable, right? It's not the strongest of the species that survive, not the most intelligent, but the ones that respond best to change. And I think as a marketer, you're going to go into an era where you may have to like, cut costs some places, ruthlessly prioritize, kill some things, invest more in the things that actually work. It's actually a really great time to take stock. Yeah, it is. I
0: love this advice.
1: Yeah, let's take stock. Assume that we're going to cut budget and assume we're going to make those cuts. Where are we actually going to make trade-offs? Where can we actually ruthlessly prioritize? A couple more move fast this is great advice for all marketers but companies who move the quickest have the most runway and are most likely to avoid the death spiral Mm -hmm. right so like being adaptable being able to move fast the other one that i really liked was he talked about the best opportunities arise in the worst situations oh i love that like actually you are really good at this right i would actually look at this and say oh my god (laughs) Tara, panic. (laughs) Oh, the glass isn't just half full. Well, you don't even have the glass.
0: The glass is shattered on the floor.
1: (laughs) Someone's just pouring water into my hands. I don't even have the glass. Kip is like, no, this is actually the best thing that could ever happen to us. Like, this is the best time in the world. You should actually be really, really happy. Like, And this is kind of like the sentiment behind this, which is like, best opportunities arise in bad weather. And he used a really quick quote from Erton Senna, the racing car driver. You can't overtake 15 cars when it's sunny, but you can when it's raining. Mm -hmm. So we talked to a lot of founders. What has been the biggest problem over the last two years? Hiring. Hiring talent. And the salaries being asked, all of those things are just so crazy. Well, now we're going into a period where there's going to be really talented people, maybe looking for roles, mm-hmm. and then maybe a never better time to actually build out your bench of talented people on your on your company. So I think there was a great advice in that thread from Alex Banks. He kind of took the Sequoia presentation and broke it down into 10 different takeaways. And there's some of the ones that I thought were really worth sharing with our listeners.
0: So first of all, I love, I love this thread. Second of all, Kieran, you know, what's the best weather day? When do you have the prettiest weather? Saturday. No, right after a storm. <laughs> Oh yes, yes! Right after a storm, the sun comes out. That's a better answer. There. That's a better answer than Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I said Saturday. It's not even true. I thought it was pretty nice not making fun of you, actually. <laughs> but no, but seriously, that's the point that I feel like Sequoia is trying to make. Right. The metaphor here is like if you just. Mope in your house and complain that it's a rainy day, you're going to have a pretty bad good weather day because you didn't do anything to prepare. Now, if you're like, hey, it's going to be beautiful tomorrow because I know it's rainy days. So it's going to be beautiful tomorrow. I'm going to make a plan. I'm going to pack the stuff to go to the beach, whatever it may be. Then you're going to have an amazing day. And that's exactly what we're talking about as businesses or marketing leaders is what do you need to do today while it's rough? And you made a really good point in there right. that when things are harder, it gives you permission to focus. And that permission to yes. focus is exceptionally valuable. Oh my gosh right The more you can focus, the more you can execute and accomplish great great things. And I love that we are in this prolonged period of, of battle right and and, and and prolonged period of more difficult economic times. but at the same time, if you stay relentlessly focused, a
1: year from now, 24 months from now, it will be
0: transformative to your company and to your life.
1: So I think the decisions you make during this period are going to be some of the best decisions you can make because you can get, as Kip said, you have permission to actually prioritize. You have permission to declutter your strategy and you have permission to focus on fewer things. And I think those investments are going to be the things that can really make or break your success over the next 24 to 36 months. So I think spending enough time with Kip helps me to reframe, <laughs> reframe these kind of times into the positive. And every every problem is an opportunity. And that's kind of what you should teach yourself.
0: I am hopelessly optimistic, and I love that. And one of the things we talked about, you know, books and, and recommendations on many past episodes, Kieran. One book that I, I've read, and I think you've read too. Have you, did you read Coddling of the American Mind?
1: Uh, I have it on my Kindle because you told me about it.
0: Yeah. So it's really good. And look, whether you agree with the whole thesis of the book or not, they make a really good point that like humans are anti-fragile. And what that means if you're anti-fragile is that you need stress to grow and evolve. If it's just easy, you never, you never get any better. And if you think about the period of time we're going in, it's the right kind of stress because it's a forcing function and permission to focus kind of stress versus just like overwhelmed because you're trying to do everything kind of stress. And that kind of stress makes you grow and and everything because of the anti-fragile nature of humans. So I love that book and I'd love kind of that viewpoint going into the situation we're in. Okay, Kieran, I got one more thing for
1: us before we go on today's show. You ready? Is it um, Obi-Wan Kenobi? No, no, I don't like Star Wars. Really? Why? (laughs) No. I'm just making you reiterate you don't like Star Wars so people can hit us up. You're just trying to get me flamed. You're just trying to get me flamed. Hit us up on the reviews. Obi-Wan Kenobi fan. Yes. Excited. Yes. No. You a kip. (laughs) No, Star Wars sucks. You and me, it's going to be awesome.
0: I don't know anything about Star Wars. I will, I will happily admit it. I want, to, I want a little, go a little meta, Karen. I got, I got a cool tweet from Patrick Coleman, who runs Growth at Replit, which is an awesome, awesome company that's trying to bring in the next kind of billion people into like coding, and this is about Twitter marketing on Twitter, which is I think something that's probably on the mind of lots of people listening. He says, free marketing advice. There are a lot of people out there selling advice and hyping this platform. He means Twitter. From an operator, Twitter is great for four things. Brand awareness, hiring, fundraising, and having fun. (laughs) Not user acquisition. Want to grow? Find other channels too. And then he says, read on. At Replit, we've grown via viral sharing of cool programs, community, YouTube,
1: search. Agree, disagree. Disagree. What's your take on this, Kieran? Yeah, I don't think this is controversial. I would never have thought of Twitter as a good user acquisition channel. But there are a lot of people out there that do.
0: And so we got to set the record straight. It's yeah. our job to set the record straight. And I thought Patrick did a great job framing that up. Let's just frame up, like, let's get into Brandon. It's actually good for personal brands. I don't think it's great at brand building companies. I think TikTok, YouTube, and other channels are much better for brand awareness than
1: Twitter. Way better. I think it's great for personal brands. I think it's not overly interested for company brands. Well I think that's the za- that's the zag here. You're you're taking brand awareness off his list. I'm taking company brand awareness off the list. Company brandness off the I'm list. I'm putting personal brand awareness much better. I would never have even contemplated Twitter for user acquisition because you would need to have Elon Musk type numbers to be able to generate anything and it wouldn't even it still wouldn't matter it still wouldn't matter probably still wouldn't matter if you put a cta to go download his ebook on how to think like elon musk it would probably also it's not going to drive a meaningful amount of business and so twitter no. is just not a great user acquisition platform really good for having fun really good for trolling <laughs> <laughs> it's for me twitter is the best source of information i think it has really nailed that use case like the best thinkers sharing the best thoughts mm-hmm which is all personal branding. And so I think you can build a truly great personal brand on Twitter.
0: One thing I want to follow up with you then, like then what's your take on Twitter advertising? Cause you just said like, hey, I don't think Twitter is great for brand awareness. And that's kind of the core value prop of a lot of the advertising
1: work on Twitter. What's your take on Twitter ads? I think if you go into a recession as a brand, and you can look at all the places you're going to cut. Twitter will be one of the first on that list. Whoa. Okay. Because Twitter is mostly brand impressions. You can actually not really quantify how you get the upside you get on that. Elon Musk literally said this in the <laughs> in, in his like VCs <laughs> totally. to buy Twitter. It's like, well, they only make their money from brand awareness ads. A lot of that could be bots and... You can't even measure that. You can't quantify the return on that. Yes. And so when you go into a recession, where are you going to spend time and efforts on things that I can measure? Now, we've talked about this before. I don't think that's always right. Like long-term, it would be great if you could actually spend some time on things that you know to be right and things that you can see to be right because that's actually how you win. But I think it makes total sense when we go into a period of Recession, a period where you have to really focus, you're going to spend things and you can quantify. And Twitter is not one of those things. Now, maybe people will share some feedback and examples of brands who killed Twitter. Like, there are some brands who do really well on Twitter. There tend to be like large B2C companies. But the audience is still small. It's still like 300 million users. Like, how many active users do they have? And with all the bots, it's way less than that. You know, like
0: it's not a big audience if you're talking like mass market brand awareness. You can get brand awareness with some
1: target groups, right? Yeah, I think it's probably great for some very specific niches, but I think at a broad strokes, you're not going to see a brand who becomes a large successful brand because they crushed no, advertising on Twitter. I completely agree. So, recap for everybody
0: listening, Twitter one great for fun it is really good for hiring and recruiting i do agree with him that kieran is going to make the take that it can drive brand awareness with some audiences especially if if you have a very focused audience but if you're going for mass market brand awareness there's probably other better channels is that is that fair kieran
1: yeah and even like what's been interesting this is a good thing for marketers to to look into like we've been trying some videos for our podcast network and those on twitter versus tiktok it's not even close It's not even close to the reach that they get. Twik TikTok is crushing those view counts. Oh, it's huge. Not even close. I think Elon's buying something that needs a lot of work to be a meaningfully large business. All right. I completely agree. So for
0: folks thinking about their Twitter marketing strategy, that is our take. Please let us know on Apple Podcasts. If you agree with that take, you you disagree with that take, leave us a review, let us know. Uh, Kieran, I want to close this out. We have a brand new review on Apple Podcasts. I want to give a shout out because there's a game suggestion in it.
1: A game. See- oh yes, that's yes. Go. You re- you ready? I didn't know. Th- I didn't. I didn't know this. Yes.
0: Yeah. This is hot off the presses. Hot off the presses. You ready? It's From write, edit, repeat. Shout out. Write, edit, repeat. Five star review. Thank you. Makes makes us happy. Love the discussion on team designs, newer marketing ideas, i.e., Web three, with both short and long term rewards, and definitely love the game segment where where marketing tactics are discussed. Have you ever played Code Names? You have to guess a word from a set of related words based on categorical, relational, or thematic clue. Oh my God. This is weird. Okay, finish and then I'm going to ta- tell you what. Would be really fun with marketing tactics or channels. I can't wait to keep listening. Are okay. We gonna play code names? What's up?
1: This is bizarre. Oh, you're like freaked out. You are freaked I, out right I, I was, now. I was going to tell you this offline. So I had a. I thought our next quiz should be like a um, what's the word I'm looking for, Gift when you pay homage to something? Okay, that's the word. <laughs> <laughs> you mean homage? <laughs> the word you're looking for to pay homage. Yeah. <laughs> homage? Great. Okay. Great. So, fantastic. So so I want to pay homage to one of the greatest shows that has ever been made on Netflix, Love is Blind. And I thought we could <laughs> figure out like marketing <laughs> is blind. And this is a perfect way that you play marketing is blind because in one room you have all of the names. Yes. And then in the other room you have to guess what they are.
0: Great. So what, what we're saying is we're going to get code names we're going to play the love is blind slash code names version yes marketing marketing edition okay i love that i cannot wait to do that i will be amazoning code names right away let's do it that is going to be in a future episode all right so thank you so much please leave us a review on apple podcast just like write edit repeat thank you so much for listening today and we'll be back real soon